All right, yay, it worked. Look at that. Yeah. I'm learning stuff. Okay, <laughs> so all you got to do is do the bumper where you say, hey, this is Alex and Lex. Al- really? I, Alex really? and Lex. Alex and, this is Alex and Lex. <laughs> I've been renamed. <laughs> I can't look at your name and say it at the same time. So the Skype <laughs> the window X's. has got the Alex, Alex and <laughs> Alex and Lex, Alex and Lex. I don't know why I do that. Allison. You know what? It happened. I was on a telesummit and, and the same thing happened. She called me Alex and Lex. That's awesome. And it's when the, I used the to. The X is there and it's like, it must I know. be Alex. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you know what to say. Just say it. <laughs> this is Alex and Lex and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. That's Right. I can say it again a little bit better. If you you have like. to say it really cool. You got to right. say like, hey, this is Alex and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go, do it. Now, are you, uh, do you only have listeners on iTunes or do you have a website too? I have a website too. All right. Is it vroomvroomveer.com? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> now I got to make sure I don't say my name wrong. Um, it's Allison Lex. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Yay. Hey, this is Allison Lex, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer at vroomvroomveer.com. Woo! Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. All right. I can do another one on iTunes. No, that's fine. <laughs> You're cool. I don't know. I think but you should say, this is Alex. This is Alex. Put your URL in there. Okay. From rockyourmarketing.com. All right. And your, like that. All right. Hi, this is Allison Lex from rockyourmarketing.com. And you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. Yay. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Alexon. Just call me Alex. Your Alex name's Alex now. Actually, you know what's really funny is um, when I sign my name, I typically use my first initial and my last name. Alex. Is Alex. That's awesome. So I am Alex and Lex. You are. <laughs> Alex and Lex. It's, it's a thing now. Now I'm just going to have to call you Alex. And all the time. <laughs> all the time. That's it. That's all right. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. McManus, welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer, and thank you so much for being on my podcast. Wow, Jeff, I am glad to be here with you, my friend. All right, so you are in Oxford, Mississippi, which yes. is just a little ways away from Memphis. Tell us a little bit what's going on in, uh, in your area right now. Well, we affectionately call this the Holy Land of Mississippi, and uh, we, <laughs> if you, if we you pray to the Church of Elvis. <laughs> well, actually, the, the the Church of Ole Miss football is what oh, we uh, gotcha. what okay. most people worship here. Understood. But we have a great uh, college town 
great culture, small town life, almost like Mayberry, but on steroids a little bit. And it's just a great time. Um, I went to school at another SEC college, Auburn University, which is about six, a little six hours down the road. Okay. And had a blast, got my degree in horticulture and learned all about plants and all how to grow things and make things beautiful. That's pretty amazing. That's a, that's a fun degree. It seems like it seems like it, uh, it, you were one of the lucky ones that kind of fell into something you loved right away. Well, I'd say luck or maybe luck that I found it because it's an interesting story how I got there, Jeff. I like I, interesting stories. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, actually a marketing major. Whoa. And my brother owned a garden center back home in Douglasville, Georgia. So I was going to connect there on the summer work jobs and just work in the garden center and help people with plants. And I said, hey, I better take a plant ID class at, while I'm at Auburn's and learn a little horticulture. So I did, and I loved it. Uh, ran into a great professor called Harry Ponder, and he knew every plant name it seemed like in the world but jeff the name he knew that impressed me the most was my name and he never forgot it and every day i walked into class he said jeff how you doing jeff from douglasville georgia well that made an impression on me so much so that as i'm taking my marketing class and by the way i failed it terribly, miserably <laughs> failed the class. Ouch. I said, you know what? I kind of like this horticultural gig and I kind of like these people over there because they, they really give you, uh, they connect with you. So I ended up changing my major into horticulture and I really liked it. I really dig it. But you know, that was a struggle. It was two more years worth of organic chemistry and botany and all that stuff. But hey, uh, when you find something in a passion you love and something you love, uh, go for it. Amen. So that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what, well, wait a minute. You know what came, came to mind? Did you see the movie The Martian? No, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Well, the hero's a botanist. Oh, got to go see that. <laughs> Hello. And That's of course, close. And of course, all the, other, uh, all the other astronauts give him a bunch of, uh, you know, shit <laughs> yeah, for yeah. being a botanist and, and, you know, teasing him to being a, about being a botanist because, you know, they're all astronauts. Yeah. Uh, and it ends up saving his life. So there you go. <laughs> well, you'll appreciate this, Jeff. All my friends, we would, we would be sitting around and studying. And my friends were accountant majors and business school and all these things. And they look at me and they go, hey, Jeff, did you know you're getting a degree in manual labor? That's horticulture. That's, You're going to be working outside digging up plants. And I, so I right. said, Not a whole lot thanks a lot. I appreciate uh, that. Offices and that. <laughs> horticulture work. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I ended up going down to Orlando for a couple a year and then Miami and Florida for about 11 years and learned all my tropical plants. Got to hang out on some great uh, high-end resort properties and just had a blast and Went through some major culture shocks down there, uh, learning a new culture of um, Miami Latin. is like a whole nother planet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a, like it's, a it's not even like the rest of Florida. No, it is <laughs> not, not even close. No. Not even close. It is a. It it's is like, like little Cuba or something. Little Havana. A little Cuba with New Jersey mixed in, right, and right. Yeah, yeah. The Europe mixed in, and it's a great. It's a great cultural experience. I miss that aspect of it, but I had a great opportunity here at Ole Miss, so jumped on that uh, after a while. So how did good you end stuff. up at, at Ole Miss? What was the? Uh, how did that all pan, pan out? Well, the so chance. 
go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just walk us through the the, well, the major steps. Well, the big guy, the, the the man in charge here was Chancellor Robert Kayad, and he had had been uh, obtaining some private donations for funding for landscaping, and they were they were putting the money in, but all the plants were were dying. That's not a good thing. You don't want to see your investment <laughs> die, right? And so he uh, reached out to Auburn. He'd heard that Auburn's reputation on on horticulture, so he reached out to my my friend and mentor, Doctor Ponder, and said, "Hey, we hear that." Uh, you guys hire and have people. You got anybody that can come to Ole Miss? And I was fortunate enough to be on that short list of interviewees. And Dr. Uh, Kayat and I hit it off just perfectly, uh, talked about first impressions and, and onto the campus. So it, it was a great experience. Um, that is was, huge. You know, when yeah, you're shopping around uh, for a college, right, and you're walking <laughs> through doing your orientation, you know, with or without your parents, that. When you're walking around on the campus, that first impression is huge. 62% of prospective students will decide in the first 15 minutes if they're coming to your university based on the appearance. Absolutely. Right. And so if we can get them on campus, we're going to – chances are real good we can get them here at, at school. So it's a huge recruiting tool for us, and he knew that, and he wanted to take that to a top level. So I was, I was really fortunate. I, I was fortunate to get a, be a piece and a part of that. So I'm, I'm a happy and blessed person. I got to ask you a question I just thought of. Uh, I've been to places that I want to say seemed like – there was thought behind, say, it was a landscaped environment, but not just for the sites, but also the smells. Do you put thought into like what an area smells like because of the flowers or... I don't know. You know. Absolutely. You, you do, gotta, don't you? Okay, yeah, good. you play with the senses, man. You, <laughs> yeah. you go with all the senses. You go with the touch, feel, you know, aspect. You go with the smell aspect. You go with, uh, if you can get the taste in some of your plants that you want, you know, some of your herbs and things in some of your gardens, you want, you want people to experience it. And how, yeah. the more you can do that, the more memories you make. Right. Um, and you connect with the property. You know, it kind of reminds me, can I share a, a kind of a, interesting story for me when i first started out in horticulture i thought i knew everything you know i was 24 i had i had a degree a piece of paper and i thought i was i thought i was king of the horticultural world and i had a great guy working for me rick and rick was probably 10 15 years older than me and was one of those guys who just he was just quiet but he knew what he was doing he was confident he was the he was the go to guy in our in our uh, at our place on our property. And I was at Grand Cypress down in Orlando at a five diamond property, top end. And here I am, young, green behind the ears, and just a young whippersnapper, so to speak. And yeah. uh, I said, Rick says, Jeff, how do you like all these flowers I just planted? Huge flower bed. And so I went up to it and I said, Man, you know, Rick, that looks pretty good, but. Um, you know, a couple of them right over here looked like they might be a little bit out of line. <laughs> you know, me and my 24-year-old infinite wisdom with sure. Rick. Yeah. Rick been planting these for years, and he uh, he looked at me. He dropped his shoulders. He dropped everything in his hands, and he said, I quit. And he turned around, and he walked away. Now, you're talking about an embarrassed scared 24-year-old young manager now just got put in charge of a hotel. I did not know what to do. I'm sitting there inside screaming to myself, 
no, Rick, please don't leave. <laughs> right. And Rick's walking off. And it found, I found out later, Rick, to make the to, to, to end the story, Rick came back and, and we did make up and, and, and there, he stayed with the company. But Rick told Ooh. me, he said, Jeff, <laughs> he goes, your words matter. What you tell us matter. Sure. He goes, you're a little critical to us and we work really hard to please you. And I, I, t- I took that to heart. That's something I've never forgotten is how you talk to people and how yeah. you treat people is a huge yeah. impact yeah, on yeah. the way you, you get things done. Yeah. It, yeah. You've got to do the feedback sandwich, right? That's right. <laughs> really do. You got to say how awesome they are. You got to say like, with love, like Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's right. And then you say the bad thing. And then you say, but you're really awesome. And this is cool too. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. 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 I learned, uh, I, my last assignment in the Air Force was here um, from 2003 to 2008. And during that period, um, for all about, mm, all but like the first year, year and a half or so, I was put in charge of a, of a small team of computer geeks uh, <laughs> to run the network shop, you know, and it was a big surprise. Oh my goodness! So much growth in that mm. in that time. You just learn so much about leadership is hard. <laughs> yeah, leadership's challenging, and it's, it's so humiliating. I mean, it makes you humble. Is that is that humiliating? Yeah, yes. it, yeah, right. Because <laughs> you screw up so many times, and then you have to eat crow, right? Have yeah. you gone through some of that? Yeah. So I mean, leadership. The number one person that you have the hardest time leading is the guy or girl you look at in the mirror. Yeah, you're right. If the better you lead him or her, the better you're going to lead your team. And um, it's interesting. We had we had a group uh, here on where I'm working, and this happened four or five years ago. We were getting. Have you ever heard Jeff of the Dramanator? The Drominator. I yes. I know what you're talking about. I've never I've never actually used it myself, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Those well, those dr- folks that like stir up the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or some people used to call them drama queens. Sure. And so we had several Drominators working with us, and everything would be going along just peachy king, and and then we'd hear we'd hear these rumors going on and these dramas, and all of our some of our uh, top key people would have to stop uh, really important projects to deal with the drama, and it's just rippling through the through the organization, and I'm going, golly, I wish these people would stop that, and I'm pointing over there to to toward where they are, I'm just in my mind, and I'm going, these guys, they're just Oh, I wish they'd stop. And then it kind of hit me. It was kind of that aha moment when I'm reading a Dave Ramsey book, Entree Leadership, that Dave says, we don't put up with drama in our organization. And I'm going, holy cow, why don't I not put up with drama in our department? So I had to like look at myself and say, "It's it's time to be a leader. And that's what I had to do. And so we we confronted those particular drominators and, and dealt with it. And it was amazing how much better the drama was because it we held people accountable. And I quit being passive. I was just being passive. Just and hoping the problem it. would go away. Oh, man, was <laughs> Kinda, I? Kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you ignore it, maybe it'll just quit. And it yeah. did for a week or two and come right back. And, you know, it's all – I'm in the growing business, so it's it's what you want to grow. 
if you're going to pl- let people plant that mess in your in your garden, you're going to get that mess growing in your garden. But if you start planting some good stuff and start feeding the good stuff, you'll eventually overgrow and out and weed out those negative things. And we found that to be very true in our area. So let's talk a little bit about this um, this this leadership thing, this weeders to leaders kind of yeah. concept that you can't. Yeah, love uh, that. Right, because um, it's fascinating to me, and it and it I, it reminds me of some of the crap that I had to go through to finally <laughs> um, when I was. Oh, I could tell so many stories about just mistakes, leadership Sorry. mistakes. You know, where I make an assumption about a thing. And then it all blows up, right? And then, yeah. and then, it, yeah, of course, when things blow up, you're the leader. It's your fault. Um, and it comes back, and I, you know, it's a face slap. It's like, man, the solution was right in front of me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just blind to the whole thing, you know. And it's almost only in retrospect that you you come back and go, all right, now that I, everything went bad and I fixed it, what? How can I get better in the future? Kind of thing. You know, you were you were willing to have that awareness, though, Jeff, and that's the key thing: is being willing to see that you're part of the solution as well. Right. One of the best feedbacks I ever got when I went to Miami, and I had a boss, probably one of the bosses I least respected, probably one of the worst bosses I'd ever had. He w- he wasn't there very long, um, but he gave me some of the best feedback I ever had. And uh, Her- Hurricane Andrew had just come through our, our area and and we were working hard to clean up after Andrew and he's he, in my evaluation he goes Jeff he goes you're doing a great job gave me, gave me the sandwich Jeff he gave me the sandwich and he right. said all these good things and then he says you take things too personally <laughs> right. and I go and I go no I don't <laughs> <laughs> That's Did the perfect not? answer. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. What are you talking about? That's not me. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, it stung and it hurt because I'd never had an evaluation like that before. And he was right. He was dead on in that blind spot. Once I got over that and was able to digest it, it was I was so much better as a leader realizing I do have blind spots. And I still do. And, the, and one of the hardest things I do now today but I do it. I force myself to do it is to ask the people who answer to me, my direct reports, to give me a 360 evaluation because I'm not going to get better if, they don't, if they're not honest with me. And I, and I can't get mad at them, but I have to I listen to them and I get some of the best feedback, even though I don't always like it. Um, I was told recently, I hate to, sh- man, I'm sitting here sharing all my stuff. To <laughs> That's the, world. the show. That's, yeah. It's the show. It's okay. <laughs> Is this, ther- is this therapy? I'm not having to pay for this therapy. No, you do not have okay. to pay. Okay. No. So she tells me, one of, the, one of the girls who's direct reports, she goes, you know, she gives me the sandwich, all the great things. And then she goes, sometimes when you're walking through, you're so focused, but you look mad. You look, you look like you're mad. Mm. She goes, we don't think you're mad, but it would help if you smiled. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yes. Oh, okay. Good point. Note okay. to self. So, Jeff, I don't know if you do this or not, but every night I have a list of things, and this is goofy, but I heard Zig Ziglar, I heard Jim Rohn do this and talk to themselves in the mirror. 
And one of the things I do is I have that good self-talk and I tell myself that I smile. I'm smiling right now, Jeff. Yeah, and you, so I I'm, can hear that you know, smile. Yeah, <laughs> I'm smiling. <laughs> and so I tell myself, you smile. And so I really work on now consciously trying to come across as approachable. That's important. I want people to be able to approach me, especially those I work with. Yeah, I've, uh, I just recently got caught with that face. <laughs> I know the face. I know that face that you're talking about. It's, and it's because it's like me right now, I'm, I'm doing like uh, computer work for Inglewood School District. Uh-huh. So um, occasionally I'll be like, I'll get caught off guard and something's a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was just going to run in for five minutes and all of a sudden... The, the super easy fix is like turned into 15 minutes. And I've got that problem solving face where I'm totally focused in the machine, you know? And, yeah. and one of the teachers came, looked at me and said, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I think I'm going to have to walk away from this and come back later. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you see, you were, you were probably just so intense, and yeah, she thought you know, something was wrong. Right. Well, there was something wrong. The stupid thing wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but, you know, they don't know that, you know, right. and, and it's her computer. So, you know, she gets, you know, uh, she takes that personally, right? <laughs> she thinks yeah. it's the end of the world. I'm just like, this is dumb, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, again, self-awareness. Um, it's amazing how that is a leadership um, attribute of, of of knowing that you're the one who needs to be aware of what's going on, and and people who do that, I find are much easier to work with, and I want to be around them and uh, try to help them be successful as well. So let's talk a little bit about your your university that you made up. Yeah, because that's that's pretty cool. Tell let's tell that story. Yeah, so we started this thing here on campus called Landscape University. Right, and it's a really cool program. I've actually got it now licensed, and I'm actually out doing this in the real world, so to speak. And I'm out teaching other people how to do. Um, it's actually really more than just landscaping. It's any small business who is trying to grow their staff, not only in their skill level and standards, but also grow them in their leadership ability. And so I use this program to take our, uh, and we use the word weeders affectionately, those that. Are our frontline? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hard, in the weeds. Right. Yeah, they're hardworking. They're blue collar folks. Uh, some come in with the right attitude. Some don't. But we take them and we work them through our system, a system that's used to develop them in their knowledge, develop them in their skills, but also to scale, develop them in their heart of their leadership. And so it's it's fun. We have a level one hundred, and basically a level one hundred will take you through the orientation of give you our vision of cultivating greatness here at Ole Miss. Okay. We, we cultivate greatness in everything we do by the way we attract and recruit, how we treat people, we mentor students, and then we take them on to the level 200, which is our core classes, where we're going to actually give you some skills training. Believe it or not, there is a certain way to put out mulch, Jeff. And there's, a, <laughs> there's a right way and a wrong way. So we teach right. you the right way. Sure. Yeah. Little things like that, safety, yeah. you know, all these different things. Well, and then you level- say that and it sounds funny. I'm going to yeah. stop you just for a sec. But sure. the, the key is, is it, you know, there are there is a right way and a wrong way. And the right way is the way the boss wants it. 
essentially, <laughs> right? I mean, it's true. Right, it's true. right. But, you know, before you taught them, right, you were just hoping. <laughs> yeah, you're hoping it sticks. You hope that somehow they figure it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is um, when the first time I listened to you on another podcast, it reminded me of, of when I was in the Air Force and. They would, uh, all of the operators that I worked with, um, they were on these, these very important jobs, okay? They were intelligence operators, and they had to be certified on each position before they could be a certified operator and pull a shift, right? Yeah. And it was a big deal. You know, there was like a phase one, a phase two, and then they, they once they finished phase two, then they could go in and what they said, you know, quote unquote, learn the real job. But at that point, they were officially a no-kidding operator. And, of course, when you're in it, you know, when I'm there and I'm, like, in the Air Force, I'm, I'm pooping on it. You know, I'm like, oh, this training stuff is so stupid and it's not really the real job, you know. And then, you know, flash forward to now and everywhere I go, that doesn't happen. Right, it's right. all just willy nilly, and there's no phases, there's no certification. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe they, the Air Force wasn't so stupid. Exactly. So I, right. exactly, I'm working with a moving company right now. Yeah. A couple of hard going entrepreneurs who want to grow their moving company to a multi million dollar company, and one of the things we're working through is is how do you get off the front lines? They know your standards now because you're there with them. But if you're going to grow this company, you've got to you've got to be willing to let somebody else be in charge and delegate, and you've got to work on running the business, uh, working on the business. So working on the business and not yeah, in it. Right. That's exactly right. So right. we take them through these different levels, and level 300 it gets a little bit more technical, where we'll actually go through mower operations, um, those type of things. I'm worked with an airport too here on campus, where the airport is uh, the same thing. They may go through the orientation, but then it's all how to do the fueling for the planes and then how to clean the terminal might be another. And there's all these procedures that you need folks to know and you think, oh man, how do you, I mean, how can you clean a terminal wrong? But there's just certain aspects of, of scheduling and all those little things that you put in there. And then you, we give them a little quiz after each class. We do some hands-on. And then we're fortunate here at Ole Miss that at, at, at a couple of levels, they can take a, a big test with the human resource people and actually get a little raise uh, here. So we, we worked that out. We figured out how to do that here. Not everybody can do that in companies I work with in other schools, but that's kind of a neat thing. It kind of gets their attention and actually I put a little money in their pocket uh, in the same time. So did you have but, any uh, unforeseen consequences of uh, actually telling people what, how you want it done? So this is kind of funny because I told people I wanted it done, and I'm a huge – I love teaching these classes, but here's what I found out. I don't need the one – I don't need to be the one that keeps telling them what to do. So what we started doing is we started bringing them in and saying, hey, what do you think the standards should be? And you would think, oh, my gosh, how do we do that? They're going to lower the standards and make it super easy on them. But you would be amazed at that personal pride, how people want to be known as the best of the best. Mm. And I don't know, you know, we've won four uh, national awards for the beauty here. And wow. we, call those, we call those our national championships. So we leverage that with our staff and say, how are you going to teach that new person that's coming on board tomorrow your hardworking core values and how it's got to pop? 
how you get that pine straw needles in the bed or how you get those shrubs trimmed so they look natural and bloom. How are you going to show that? And you'll be, the the amazement for me was the buy-in. We didn't Mm. get pushback because all of a sudden it became their program. And I show owners and I show other schools how you can use your standards, but at the same time, get your staff involved in this so it becomes their program. It's a magical. It is really magical because then the pride in this is tremendous. Something that was really corny that even uh, when I say this will sound corny is we actually came up with a core landscape creed, a landscape creed, kind of like the Green Berets and have their own creed. <laughs> sure. We were challenged by a Green Beret to develop our own creed, and we did it. And uh, it's it's a really cool thing. Every Monday morning after our meeting, we uh, just talk about this is what, what we are and this is what we're about. And it helps transfer culture to the new people who come in that, you know, For we're, sure. we're, yeah. we're known because we lead by example. You know, we adapt and overcome and all those kind of fun things. And that's, that's pretty cool because it's like you can just point at the wall and go, well, four championships, we're <laughs> probably not wrong. Yeah, national championships, that's right. Right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's almost like you've got the Vince Lombardi cred behind what you're talking about. We have banners hanging in the truck shed. I kid you not. You know how they hang banners in coliseums? Yeah. We did this this real nice fair uh, appreciation lunch for them, and I didn't tell any of them what I was doing. And I had these banners rolled up in the rafters. And so at the end of the celebration was over, we were all up front getting our pictures made, and I grabbed the mic and I said, in 2003, Landscape uh, Ole Miss won national award and the guy went over there and he ripped the hip pulled the cord and the banner drops down like a you know 2003 national championship yeah. and i do it again 2009 newsweek names Ole miss most beautiful campus in the nation and another he pulls down the next one and so now we got these four banners hanging out there and it's like yeah, baby. Personal pride. Yeah, yeah. We're just, yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's that's that's all yeah. part of the college scene too. Yeah, You're yeah. You're making so, it like winning a game. Yeah, you know that's those guys are so passionate about sports. They all are. And the SEC Southeastern Conference is just a ports a sports driven culture. So we, I leverage that. I use that as much as I can. Whatever it takes to get people to love what they do. Uh, this is funny. A guy was working for me and he says, Jeff, I hate putting out pine needles around the plants. Pine needles is our mulch here, kind of like wood chips or cypress Whatever chips. Whatever you can stuff. pick up, right? Yeah. And it's cheap. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he goes, I hate it. And we put out a lot of it. I mean, we put out lots of it. And he goes, sure. but I do it. I do it because it helps our head football coach recruit the next Dexter McCluster and the next Eli Manning and the and next. Smell so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he was connecting with the fact that the Pine Needles helps the football team. That's true. Which is true. Yeah. yeah. Because it's- we get our coaches to come. We get our coaches to come to our meetings on Monday and and just sort of brag on the guys. We want them to. We want them to feel that love and that importance and lift up their job. So that's a lot of fun. So your website is jeffmcmanusspeaking.com. Yeah. And now you speak for not just in the landscaping business. So you're all over the place. I know you yeah. give us some more examples of the folks that you've uh, you've spoke for. Well, I've I've spoken to a few in the green industry. Um I've gone to Caterpillar, uh Chick-fil-A, 
Chick-fil-A. That's great. Yeah. yeah. How, with how are they? I mean, did, oh, did they, need a, yeah, did they need a lot of help or? No, they don't. They, oh, okay. they, I mean, I was just working with some of the local groups here, uh, with the local franchisees here yeah, and yeah, they I are know. awesome. Those their, guys. Their processes are pretty tight. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Um, We looked at a lot of different groups when we were building this Landscape University, and they were one of the groups we looked at Mm. um, in doing that. But um, yeah, just getting around, and um, I've gone to the Biltmore and and spoken. I've done some associations, some natural uh, nutritional associations around, and Seems like I'm out of the industry more than I'm in the in, in the green industry. Right, uh, right. I like to do keynotes. I do training, but yes, my passion it's highly uh, transplantable. What oh, you're talking yes. about because everybody needs help with their, with not just the processes, but the the inspiration too. The people, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the it's the people, the processes, and they create the great product. Right. So if, if you can get the people, if here's what I learned, and this is this is one of my lines here. I grow things, I grow plants, and I grow people, and I grow ideas. But if you really want to grow something great, just grow the people. Right. I, I used to focus a lot more time on growing plants. Now I, I focus 90% of my time on growing people. And it has truly changed uh, the way we do things and made us so much more better at what we do. I, I have more free time now because of our staff are so much better in what they do. Yeah, and all the drama's gone. Yeah, baby. I love that. <laughs> the Drominator. Hey, you want to hear crazy? The Drominators left on their own to find other jobs, and we were happy for them because they found better fits. But we had about four or five Drominators over time who left because we started this crazy little thing called Leader to Leader, and we actually passed out books, and we just read books together and had conversations and talked, and we do that once a month now. Actually, I got one tomorrow. Small groups of five, ten guys just sitting around the table, and we just talk about uh, things that deal with life, attitude, adaptability, um, commitment. We just pick a word, or we might pick a YouTube video, a TED Talk, and just watch it and talk about it. You'd be amazed amazed at what happens in those little meetings of people opening up and sharing and they start to hear themselves and they're going dang the boss is in here and he's asking our opinion right people are they want to know they have a voice Mm. they want to know they can participate and have fun and that you care and and i do i love it i look forward to it now do i have time to do that during the day of a busy day i mean no i don't have time i really don't Mm. but what i get in that one hour investment five times a month, so that's five hours, is 10 times the production of our people. Yeah. It is total on the buy ins higher. Right. And you're working on spent. the business instead of in it. Yeah, baby. I love it. It is, <laughs> it is. And I'm telling you, after, and I've been doing this now for about five years with these guys. And, and now it's just like, we are going to meet, aren't we, Jeff? Jeff, we are meeting. Right. You you had to postpone the meeting. When, when are we rescheduling? And I, and I love that because they're they're, they're using, into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, crazy thing I did is I took them down to the county library here and and showed a lot of them how to check out audio books and and things. And I'm amazed at how many are listening to audio books now. Just creating that culture of growth, man. You know, we're growing plants, so why not grow yourself too and get better? And mm. life has so much to offer. If you go out and be proactive and seek it. And these guys, mm. I, I could tell you stories of guys on our crew who have gone, who have left, who have just, who they've outgrown us. 
in right. a great way, and they they've gone on to do better things, and we're we're so proud of them and excited for them. Yeah, I think plants have maybe cracked that nut of uh, <laughs> of of growing, yeah. always constantly growing is their nature, uh, and they're also pretty much content at the hey, same time. Jeff, what happens to a plant when it quits growing? Well, it dies. <laughs> right. What happens to us when we stop growing? Same diff. But you know what? We can't. <laughs> Whether we, we, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of walking corpse around, maybe, Jeff. Maybe. Maybe they're the walking dead. <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking, I'm just wondering what, you know, what time's the funeral to, to make it official. But when, the, when right. you run into somebody who's not growing, you know it. You're right. Because their heart, their heart is hard, and they they have all the answers, and and their way is the right way. They're That's growing in the in the direction of their grave, essentially. Is they're they're growing oh. in the wrong direction. Yeah. That's right. That's there right. You know. That's well, what I love about Landscape University. It allows them to grow continuously, and it never stops. It just never stop growing. I could talk more, but you've got to go. Yeah, I got. I'm being I your gotta, assistant now. Yeah. <laughs> This got an old Miss basketball game to go to. Well, you to, can't brother. miss that. So, yeah. All right. This has been a blast, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Oh, yes. and uh, I'm going to say your uh, your URL one more time. So you can find out more about Jeff's uh, business and his speaking gigs at jeffmcmanusspeaking.com. Did I, uh, did I get that right? You did, Jeff. All and right. You're, you're an awesome host. And, hey, just one quick shout-out. I, I do have a book coming out, Growing cool. Weakers to Leaders, and it's coming out this fall. So, Oh. Well, let me know when it comes out, and uh, I'll add a link uh, to in your in your show notes, so awesome. we can promo your book too. Thanks, Jeff. All right, brother. Have Love being g- on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, enjoy that basketball game. Will do. Take, right. care. Take care. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V-double-E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.